Back from the week on Locked On Coyotes the weekend as we get ready to talk more players and more Coyotes season in review. That's all on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked On Coyotes. Today's episode brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. It's episode number, I believe, 345 of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. What a good, what, what an amazing day it is for, for the show. Um, glad to be here. But we got a big show for you guys. I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We're freely available on all platforms. I'm Robin Leona. Carl Pavlik is right beside me. We got more player reviews to get to because guess what? We, we have a whole season-long stuff. We are um, only starting June, and we're still going through season reviews, Carl. Um, what a time. What a time, right? Yeah, I mean, the playoffs are still happening, so I feel like it makes sense that we're still talking about players. Um, but we are coming to an end. We're running out of players to talk about that, you know, sent, spent a substantial amount of time with the Coyotes. Uh, doesn't mean the players that we're talking about are any less important, though. No, once again, we're going to depth players. Depth players um, were con- made, made contributions to the team, smaller contributions than... Um, then the key players we talked about when we had full episodes on, and that's why we're breaking these up into these players up into three. Um, on today's episode, we're going to be talking Christian Fisher, Anton Roussel, and Liam O'Brien. You know, both all three players who made you know made made their own impact in certain ways. Um, and you know, excited to excited to get to it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we're going to start with uh, Christian Fisher, a player who joined Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz in uh, speaking to the city of Tempe uh, yep. City Council last week. Uh, he he didn't speak, but he was with Keller who spoke. Uh, I thought that was a great moment. Not exactly something that I was expecting from Christian Fisher. It's definitely um, a, you know, like, what I what I would consider like a leadership move, right? You know, Absolutely. that's what you want a leader of the team to do. <laughs> yeah, um, even though he didn't speak, Clayton Keller did, but and you know Schmaltz and 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 Fisher were just there as support, but still, <laughs> yeah, and, and a player where like, I I mean it makes absolute sense that Clayton Keller would speak because he is essentially the face of the franchise at this yep. moment. Nick Schmaltz is you know. His boy, like they're always together. They're together on the ice. They're together off the ice. That's absolutely fine. Uh, Christian Fisher, I mean, they arrived at around the same time. They're both from that kind of Illinois area, I believe. Um, so, yeah, it, it was kind of – it was cool to see him. Uh, I, I like that off-ice leadership. There were several times throughout the season where I was like, man, Christian Fisher did a good thing. Uh, but his play just never really seems to kind of – you know, 
show it as much as like his off-ice leadership and his on-ice leadership. Yeah, he's always been like like his performance has always been a little bit quieter. Mm-hmm. Um and like I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing because I think he's like he has his own he has a role and he's and he's played it. I think a lot of people would some people have considered him a penalty kill specialist who can tend doing what other things and the kind of stuff that he does but um like he's not a point scorer he's not going to get you know light up the lamp enough a lot of times so i i looked it up uh this year uh christian fisher played 53 games dealt with some injuries uh shorthanded time on ice 44 minutes and 9 seconds uh if we go back to last year Sorry, just having it rerun. Uh, Christian Fisher, 52 games, 94 minutes, 13 seconds. So it seems like Clayton Keller kind of stole his penalty kill time. Yeah. Uh, because that's definitely a pretty substantial drop. I liked uh, Christian Fisher penalty killer um, last season or the – prior season so i was kind of disappointed to not see it um but but that is kind of one of my questions if he's not killing penalties if he's not scoring if he's just kind of a depth guy like is that really going to be you know someone that the team stick keeps around uh i i, I do think there's enough kind of leadership in there but I, I do kind of wonder if he has a place in bear's system yeah, there is a role for him, but it's really hard to pinpoint it based off how everything has gone, right? Um, the unfortunate thing for him is the fact that there has to be a decision made because he is a pending free agent. Yeah. And he is a restricted free agent. Uh, I don't think he has arbitration rights. He does have arbitration rights. Okay, so he does. Uh, that'll be interesting to kind of see what happens there. Uh, I, I, I'm really not sure um, kind of what that is. I think the team, if they're interested in keeping him around, it shouldn't be too hard. He ha- didn't have the best season. I doubt he's going to be commanding a lot of money. Five goals, five assists, ten total points. Um up from three goals, eight assists the season prior, but pretty far down from the 15 goals and 18 assists he had in his first season with the Coyotes. Yeah, it's definitely a step back. And maybe it was just because he, I mean, he got outshined, right? <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. I mean, he was never like the star, but like, I think as everyone was figuring out their minutes in their role, I think he struggled to find it himself this, for most of the season. Yeah. he Christian Fisher is always a player every single season where I'm like, I liked a lot of what I saw, but I want more. And I, I'm never really getting that. And, and I do kind of wonder, like the Coyotes are in a great position right now where they can absolutely, you know, re-sign Christian Fisher if they think that he is good for the team in the short term. Uh, the fact that he went to that meeting, I say kind of like shows an, a, a leadership quality that the team could benefit from. So, yeah, like they can do that short-term deal. Doesn't really affect the team in the long it, run. It, it has it has no negative effects for the uh, for the Coyotes to give him a, uh, 
a uh, like a short-term qualifying offer. And if he wanted to arbitration, I don't think he would he would ta- he would go to arbitration because he like it's not like he again he had ten points in fifty-three games. Compare that to his you know his first full season with the Coyotes, thirty-three points in seventy-nine games, which was and look at that a significant difference. Um, yeah. So, uh, what are you giving him for a grade? For a grade, um, for his online performance, I'm giving him a C minus. Okay. Um, but you know, like, but again, I will, I, I will shout out his leadership, and I will recognize that. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm giving him just a, a regular C. No plus, no minus. Uh, but pretty much right there with you. Um, just on ice, like I said, I want more from the guy. Um, if he if he sticks around, I, I would be glad to you know give him one more chance. He's always a guy that I want to give one more chance. But just you know, one of these seasons, I want him to break through. He is 25, so he's still got a couple years before he hits his prime. Um, but you know. I've also gone on the record and said that I love like a player who can specialize in something. Like if he became like a dedicated penalty killer, like a third line, just kind of like shutdowns, like winger, that'd be fine. Yeah. Uh, I just need him to find a role. Yeah, he does. It definitely needs a role. I'll say one thing about Fisher that's um, um, that I do like in in general is like that. Um, in terms of pending free agents and how things go. I think uh, I do like Fisher's chances on trying to fit better than our lot. One of our, from our last episode, I think Kyle Cavabianco. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. It just makes more sense. Cause I think because the, the, the way they, the, the way they've been like, you know, Fisher's he's high, he has more seasons under his belt and he's shown what he is capable of. He just kind of took a step back. Yeah, Fisher at least seems like he could be a player that you put on the NHL ice for most games in a season. Uh, Capobianco did not show that. Yeah, at least he, not yet. But I think he will get capped at around a um, like around a third, fourth liner. Yeah, at this point, probably. Which, it, like I've said, still it's not a bad thing. He's really still good. in the NHL. He's still yeah. in the NHL. Still better than 99% of hockey players out there. Exactly. Exactly. We still got more to get to on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. We're going to talk Anton Rousseau and Liam O'Brien as we go through our uh, player reviews, our depth player reviews on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. Before we get into any of that, though, I want to let you guys know about our next partner from Athletic Greens. I run a busy schedule, which means sometimes I admittedly don't get all the daily nutrition and vitamins I need for the day. And that's why I'm glad I'm able to turn to AG1 from Athletic Greens. It is your one-stop shop of more than 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to help you start your day right. Just one scoop of the special blend and you're on your way to improve and support your gut health, immune system, energy, recovery, Focus and aging. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free, gluten free, any of that. Best of all, it costs you less than $3 a day. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. 
No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a one-year supply, a free one-year supply, of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So we also have a favor to ask you guys. We put up a survey on our, uh, with, the, with the Locked On Podcast Network so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On Podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcasts. You can go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey to get started. And when you do, and if you do fill it out, you can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. Once again, you go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey to fill that out. Thanks all for your help. But let's continue this episode of Locked On Coyotes. Robin Leonio and Kyle Pavlock. We are talk- discussing uh, depth play- player reviews. We talked to Christian Fisher in the previous segment. But now let's get to Anton Roussel, Carl. Um, mm-hmm. and play- one of the players who was acquired over the offseason in the trade that dealt Oliver Ekman Larson and Connor Garland over to the uh, Vancouver Canucks so the Coyotes could get the number nine overall pick in last year's draft. Um, yeah. And he's also a pending free agent. Yep. Uh, definitely a good move by Bill Armstrong to acquire three pending free agents. Um, I, I, I have thought this throughout the season – I think Roussel was probably the most consistent of the three players. I'm not saying he was the best. I'm right. saying he's the most, <laughs> most consistent. consistent. Yeah. So, you play, he, so like he never, he, he never had those high peaks or the low valleys. He just was about the same. Like you can expect the same thing from him every game almost. He, yeah. He was definitely a player where I felt like, the Coyotes missed when he was gone, uh, especially on the penalty kill. Um, I, I think he he did some good work there. Uh, let me see if I can pull up his minutes, and hopefully I'm not way off on that. Uh, yeah, third in the Coyotes uh, in time on ice. Uh, but definitely a, a good penalty killer, a good kind of like defensive player that I think the Coyotes really needed because there was plenty of time where they just like they needed someone out there to just kill clock. Uh, 91 minutes, 36 seconds. Yeah, definitely. Um, de- definitely a nice thing to have. Again, like you said, um, that uh, you know, what, you know, games that he were missing. The, the you know, the Coyotes did no did miss him a little bit, and, and he only played in 53 games, right? So mm-hmm. that's um, a lot of you know seems to be a, a trend where a lot of players get you know miss a lot of games with injury, <laughs> um, yeah. which unfortunately is going to happen um, with a lot of players. But the fact that this happened, the Coyotes a lot was like was a was crazy. I mean, the Coyotes do also, let's be fair, have quite a few players uh, towards the end of their careers. So you do can expect injuries to kind of come up more then. And doing that for a reason. Again, there's a reason why they picked up Anton Roussel alongside 
um, Beagle and Erickson because they're, you know, the number one overpaid and number two towards the end of their career. So it's like, it's like, and on, and, and on contract years. So there's like, yeah. we'll take it. We'll take it. If it means eating cat for one year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I mean, he came in with four goals, four assists, um, killed, killed penalties, uh, was, was there. Uh, I, I do think that there is like, you know, it was a, a serviceable kind of end of his contract. If this truly is the end of his career, I, I kind of think it may be. Then he went out on like a strong enough note, like didn't finish at the top of his career by any means, but he definitely like proved that, you know, he can still play. Yeah, he did prove that he can still play. And if he wants to, maybe like, maybe it's like, you know, somebody can bring him, bring him back in into league minimum. Right. Yeah. He's proven he's still capable. Um, He's probably going to end up being a fourth line winger, but that's fine. Yeah. If let's say like Dallas wants to bring him back, just like kind of like be like, hey, you were here for a long time. Uh, we need like kind of the leadership role. We need someone to kill some penalties. Like, hey, serviceable, I guess. Yeah, it's definitely serviceable. Um, but it's, it's really hard to compare because again, he was like, you know, we're talking about somebody who is, um, among just that level, you know, who, who, like we said, if he's going to come back, he's going to be a fourth liner. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's where his cap is. And that's, and like, he didn't really, and I, and I think his time with Vancouver, he never really capped above, like maybe the second line, like maybe at, at like for like a brief period, but like he was like the third liner. I mean, the most like points he ever had in Vancouver, 31 uh, in 65 games, which, you know, isn't great, but isn't horrible. Um, never really hit the, the 10 mark since uh, the 2016-2017 season. So, yeah, um, just I, I don't remember how Vancouver deployed him too much, but third line sounds about right for that. Yeah, and 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 again, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a third, fourth liner. Like we talked yeah. about with, 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 with Fisher, right? There's nothing wrong with that. You're still an NHLer. You're still proven that you're better than a lot of other players out there in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me see what he was making last season. Um, his cap hit was $3 million. His base salary was $1.9 million. Uh, yeah. Four-year, $12 million deal? That's eh, not the worst deal out. I've seen, and, and honestly, like, was he overpaid uh, at three million? Absolutely. Was he overpaid with that base? Uh, yes, but you know, probably slightly. Um, if if the Coyotes, I, I I don't see the Coyotes resigning him. No, he uh, won't be resigned. Yeah, uh, I'm going to give him a uh, a C. I think he was like right there with Fisher. Like yeah. I said, I, I liked his penalty kill. Um, I thought he was consistent, but he didn't have the high highs. I'm with you on there. Definitely a C. Um, being consistent is good, but again, you know, you know, um, but consistent at average, just mm-hmm. around, just like yeah, he played okay. He, um, you know, he did. He played his role that was expected of him. Really, like. Remember, we were joking around about, you know, $12 million fourth line. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> so uh like there's I, I i think it's just around there just around just around average which is again not terrible you know um and just i i mean i will say this though i hope like if he does want to play like i think like i mentioned i hope he finds a team that wants him and i think that in the team that could that court that could use something someone like him yeah hopefully uh if not you know maybe he goes to europe uh Maybe he goes to, uh, you know, like transition into like coaching or front office because, you know, definitely seemed like he had a good hockey mind. Uh, I'm seeing he has a uh, French uh, nationality listed. So eh, maybe he ends up uh, playing over in Europe. That'd be cool. Yeah. If, if he can't make it in the AHL or in the NHL, definitely would pay more than going to the AHL. Absolutely. Absolutely. We still got more to get to on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. We're going to get to our last player of the today. We're going to talk Liam O'Brien in just a moment. But first, a quick word from Carl. So betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and, of course, fighting news from MMA and UFC right down to boxing. Are you watching the matchup between the Colorado Avalanche and the Edmonton Oilers? Do you think the Oilers can come back? Head over to Bet Online to get some, you know, information and if you're feeling confident, maybe make a couple bets. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information including live bets, esports and more. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. So now let's finish off this episode of Locked On Coyotes to get to our last player of today for our debt player reviews. We're going to talk Liam O'Brien, uh, who was, uh, let's see, what was his contract, his last contract? He, signed, he was signed to a one-year contract with the, yep. uh, with the Coyotes at $750,000. And he has uh, gotten a... He's got, he's got an extension. Yeah. He's got term. Doesn't have a lot more money, but two more years, 775. Um, yeah. Which, which, which seems reasonable for what for how he performed. Like, he wasn't the... Um, like, like, he wasn't the goal scorer, the point scorer, whatever. He was the big guy. <laughs> So, yeah, this this should tell you everything you need to know about Liam O'Brien's play this season. Uh, well, not everything, but a lot. Uh, he played 39 games. He had two goals and a single assist and 106 penalty minutes. 106 penalty minutes in 39 games. <laughs> yeah. Uh. He, he was definitely the top uh, penalty, you know, obtainer on the Coyotes. Um, if you were one of the people who talked uh, in the comments of Five for Howling or on Twitter that you wanted the Coyotes to toughen up. Liam O'Brien is the Coyotes toughening up. And for that role, he played it really well. Uh, I, you know, I, I am not entirely sure how much that role is needed in hockey, but he played his role well, and I will give him all the respect in the world for that. The enforcer is slowly phasing out in this era of hockey. But, you know, in the case for the Coyotes, 
you know, with a team that was not playing that that we knew wasn't going to play well, that could easily you know get beaten up and like um, and uh, emotionally, mentally, like you needed a guy, a physical guy who can be an enforcer to kind of rile the crowd up, so to speak, right? Yeah. You know, because if you didn't, this team would be flat. And let's also be fair. The Coyotes were a heavily penalized team uh, other than Liam O'Brien. Mm-hmm. Like, he he definitely, like, there were games where things were getting heated and they put him on the ice to kind of, you know, drop the gloves, try and, like, cause that, you know, catharsis that sometimes seems to happen where you get, like, a fight that just kind of calms things down a little bit, makes the game a little bit less can contentious like uh and i think he did that well uh he didn't take too many stupid penalties which i'm always kind of worried about um like the enforcers like they take you know fighting majors but they also like get caught because they're typically not the best skaters and take dumb ones uh i don't remember too many instances of o'brien doing that um yeah i think his contract is is good um and not too long not too much money great uh great signing it's a little little risk to the Coyotes, and again, it all, all all they need is just that physical guy, the just to kind of you know bring you know you know get the crowd going, do things like that, um, and you know to pick up a fight every now and then, right? Because an actual an actual you know actual fight, because I think there were a number of times in which like he was not afraid to actually just you know take off his helmet and throw down. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he took off his helmet. I think that is currently an extra minor taking off your own helmet. It is. Uh, yeah. Uh, but he definitely was willing to drop the gloves. And, you know, if the game was getting, you know, chippy, like he went in there and punched someone in the face, um, which is you know, what he was paid to do. Uh, I, uh, I, you know, I thought he had a well enough season. He earned an extension. Uh, I'm going to give him the highest grade of the night uh, or day, rather. Uh, I'm going to give him a C plus. I mean, a C plus. You know, I am. I was a fan of his physicality, and I love joking around about the, uh, you know, the Coyotes having their own version of an Andrews Kane. Yeah. Um, uh, shout out to those who liked watching the Goon movies. Um, uh, <laughs> And I think, you know, I think he filled his role as, you know, good as he could. Um, I'm also, I'm going to be with you on that. I'm going to be with you on that. I'm going to give him a C plus. I'm going to say I took a a couple of friends to games uh, and they were not familiar with the Coyotes. And I'm like, that guy, the guy who looks exactly like Liam O'Brien, that's Liam (laughs) O'Brien. Just long red hair, long beard, red like he looks like a Liam O'Brien, and he was Liam O'Brien. I will give him all the respect in the world, Liam O'Brien. Uh, got another two years with him. I know towards the end they were playing him with Boko. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he makes the jump and if the Coyotes have like two, two guys, like two enforcers on one team. Yeah. They could just you know play him every other game. Uh, I'm not sure if that is needed, but eh. hey, Boko got his first goal too in the NHL, so give him that shout out. But yeah, yeah. definitely. 
Like, I, I mean, honestly, I was kind of surprised that Liam got two. That is the most goals he has had in a season. <laughs> That's amazing. That really just shows you the kind of role he plays. That really yep. does. Um, I just realized he was part of that uh, the uh, the Capitals team that that won the Stanley Cup. Uh, was he on that team? Because what year was that? 2018. Ah, well, nice. So, uh, do you play in the playoffs? Um, no, looks like he didn't. So, I don't know if he got a ring for that then. Yeah, no, he played. Oh, he played with Hershey that year. Yeah, that's what it was. Hey, but he uh, stuck in Hershey for a while. Hmm. Yeah, it seems like he had trouble find like going between the AHL and the NHL. Found a role, found a spot, and gonna be with the Coyotes for two years. Yeah, for two more years at a at a uh, at a very friendly price tag. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Anyways, that's just about it for today's episode of Lockdown Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe. If you have yet to already, we're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Coyotes, on Instagram at Coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlock is Carl Pavlock F. Age. Interact with us, ask the question you might have, we might answer it back or on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes Podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. <laughs>